the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning, People's Baptist Church family, and good morning to our guests and friends who have joined us for this live stream worship service, coming to you from the sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. And Happy New Year to all who have joined us. May this be a wonderful year, a year of blessings. A year when you will know that the Lord's promises uh, are always true, that you can depend upon him. And so today we are looking at a message entitled, Entering 2021 with Confidence. Entering 2021 with Confidence. On this, the first Sunday of 2021, there is still a continuing sense of fear, uncertainty, and insecurity gripping millions of Americans and people around the world due to the coronavirus pandemic and its devastating and tragic effects. We all stand on the threshold of the unknown and the unexpected. The fact is that none of us knows what will happen in the next 12 months, whether we'll be alive, whether we'll be in good health, or whether even that things will return to normal again. There's always an element of uncertainty and insecurity in our lives as human beings. However, as Christians, as Christ followers, we have nothing to be afraid of or to worry about. For the Bible assures us that we can face the future with confidence, no matter what our circumstances at present may be. Listen to David in Psalm 23 and verse 6, which is the verse that I'm using today as the basis for this message. David says, Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You find in these words no anxiety, no fear of the future, no worry about tomorrow. So where do you get that kind of confidence? As believers in Christ, there are three reasons why we can enter 2021 with confidence coming out of this text, the last verse of Psalm 23. 
First, because God is watching over us. David says, surely goodness. I'm separating goodness from mercy at this point. I'll pick up mercy in the next point. Surely goodness shall follow me all the days of my life. Because God is a good God, we can expect his protection and his provision. No matter what is happening, we can expect that he will bring good out of it somehow. It will always either be for our own good, for the good of other people, or for the good of his kingdom. David says in Psalm 145 and verse 20, The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. God cares about the details of your life and mine. Like a father, he will provide for us in the future. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future. God will watch over us. We can count on it. David says, surely goodness shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, what does he mean by that? Obviously, David had disappointments. He had many troubles in his life. Not everything good had happened to him. He's not saying, surely only good things are going to happen to me. That would not be true. Bad things happen to good people. What he's saying is that good things will always come out of whatever happens to him. Even the bad, the evil, the difficult. Some people think that the only time that God's goodness is seen is when the sun is shining, or when the flowers are blooming, or when everything is going well in their lives. But the truth is that we have God's goodness in greater abundance when it seems that everything is falling apart in our lives. God is never closer to us than when we are forced to our knees in prayer because of some problem, difficulty, or tragedy that has occurred in our life. Whether you believe it or not, nothing is ever so bad, so disappointing, so fearful, so difficult, so painful, or so miserable that it couldn't be a whole lot worse. It is only because of the goodness of God that it isn't. Even in seasons of extreme pain or severe loneliness or deep sorrow or great hardship, God is still good to us, his children. The great promise that God has given to us as believers is to be found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And the Living Bible paraphrases like this. He says, And we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. Now, this is not a promise for everybody, only for those who love the Lord. So if you are a believer in Christ, the Bible says that all things are working together for your good. That's what it means when David says, surely goodness will follow me all the days of my life. 
There is no difficulty, no dilemma, no defeat, no disaster in the life of a believer that ultimately God won't bring good out of. Often it is difficult to see God's goodness when you are going through severe pain or tragedy or a significant loss. There are times when you don't feel like God is good. Sometimes you feel like God's goodness is hidden. Even Jesus on the cross cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We go through those experiences sometimes in life for we don't see goodness in all the experiences of life. It is only later looking back that we see God's goodness and how he was working all the time for our good. This does not mean only good things will happen to you in 2021, but it means that God will bring good out of whatever happens to you. God says, I will watch over you. How does God watch over us as children? Psalm 91 and verse 11 says, For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. You see, God uses angels to watch over us. Angels are real, not just what you see on, on television. They are invisible agents of God. The Bible says one of the reasons God created them is to watch over and protect us who are the heirs of redemption. You can't talk to them or you don't see them, but they are working on your behalf all the time so that goodness will follow you all the days of your life. Now, the second reason we can enter 2021 with confidence is because God's grace is at work in us. Verse 6 again, Surely mercy will follow me all the days of my life. God says in Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 10, I will have mercy on you through my grace. So what is grace? Grace is God giving us what we need, not what we deserve. I don't know about you, but I'm sure happy that God does not give me what I deserve. So what is mercy? Mercy is grace in action. And so why do we need mercy? Because we are imperfect people. We stumble and fall and make mistakes as human beings. In the future, we are going to sin. So we need not only God's goodness, but we need his mercy also. We need his forgiveness, his pardon. Jesus paid the penalty for everything we have ever done wrong or will ever do wrong so that the Father might have mercy on us. Because of God's grace and mercy, we can enter this new year with confidence. David says in Psalm 103, verses 2 through 11 in the Living Bible, I will not forget the glorious things God does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals me. He ransoms me from hell. 
He surrounds me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. He's merciful and tender towards those who don't deserve it. He's slow to get angry and full of kindness and love. He never bears a grudge nor remains angry forever. He has not punished us as we deserve for our sins, for his mercy toward those who fear and honor him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He is like a father to us, tender and sympathetic to those who reverence him. You see, when you understand that God is not only being good to you, but he is merciful to you in handling your mistakes, your sins, your faults, then you don't have any reason to fear the future. Mercy means that when I'm going through tough times, even ones that I've brought on myself, God is there to help me out. As Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. God has a 24-hour drop-in service where we can go to him and ask for help when we need it. In his mercy, he can help because of what Jesus has done for us. Mercy and goodness follows us all the days of our life. Picture a parent following a little child around, picking up after him or her. You see, God is constantly picking up our messes, putting things back together, working them out. That's mercy. He's picking up behind us, cleaning up our messes always. David says, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Not just some of the days, but all of the days. God does not turn his goodness and mercy on and off. He doesn't treat you nice one day and the next day treats you badly. All the days of your life, you will have God's goodness and mercy following you. You're going to experience many different kinds of days this year. Happy days, sad days, sick days, depressing days, lonely days, difficult days, and you don't know what is going to happen. But you will never face a day without God's goodness and mercy with you if you have given your life to Jesus Christ. He will be there with you all the time. Some days you won't feel his presence. Some days you won't see his goodness and mercy. But surely, certainly, without a doubt, God's goodness and mercy are going to be there in the tough and trying times you will face in 2021. God will be with you no matter what happens. God's goodness will provide and protect God's mercy will pardon and forgive. Goodness is a fact that God gives us the good things in life we don't deserve. Mercy is that God holds back the condemnation that we do not deserve, or that that condemnation that we do deserve. We need both goodness and mercy in our lives. 
Although every blessing, every healing, every deliverance, every privilege, every opportunity, every joy, every divine gift is a manifestation of God's goodness and mercy. Nothing reveals it like salvation when our sins are forgiven and our lives are changed. If there were no other blessings or benefits or privileges, salvation alone reveals that we serve a God of goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy have been revealed, especially at Calvary, where Jesus paid the price for our redemption. And because of Calvary, how many sins have been forgiven, how many burdens have been lifted, how many diseases have been healed, how many fears have been abolished, how many doubts have been dissolved, how many obstacles have been overcome, how many victories won, and how many hopes revived. It is all because of Calvary. And we can enter this new year with confidence because of our faith in Jesus Christ. But thirdly, we can enter the new year with confidence because heaven is waiting on us. Because heaven is waiting on us. David says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, the word and here is one of the most important little connections we see in the Bible. It connects yesterday and today with tomorrow. God says, I have this great life planned for you, and surely goodness and mercy will follow you throughout your life. You see, but that's not the end. He says, I have something else at the end for you. And so David ends the psalm by saying, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, God saves the best until the last. With God, it just keeps getting better and better. The best is yet to come, my brothers and sisters. As the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1, For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. Someday your body is going to die, but you won't. Your body is going to end, but that will not be the end of you. You will spend eternity in one of two places, in heaven or hell. We were made to last forever. He said, death for Christians is a, is a transfer, a promotion. It is on to better things. No more problems. You're not ready to live until you're ready to die. Only a fool would go through life totally unprepared for something that everybody knows is inevitable. We are going to die someday. If we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we know that heaven is our home. So what is heaven going to be like? We are going to be released from pain, from sorrow, from suffering, from depression, from fear. As Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4 says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying, or pain. All these things are gone forever. 
So who is heaven for? It is for those who believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior and trust him as the Lord of their lives. The Apostle Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 6 about the inheritance that's awaiting us. Uh, Peter says, Now we live in hope of eternal life because Christ rose again from the dead. And God has reserved for his children the priceless gift of eternal life. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay. And God in his mighty power will make sure that you get there safely to receive it because you are trusting him. It will be yours in that coming last day for all to see. So be truly glad there's wonderful joy ahead, even though the going is rough for a while down here. You see, it is not up to us to make sure that we get to heaven safely. You see, once we have committed our life to Jesus Christ, then he makes sure that we get there safely to receive the inheritance that uh, God has reserved for us because we are trusting in him. You see, heaven was made for believers, for those who are in love with Jesus. Earth is the warm-up act. This isn't the big deal that we are in right now. We are going to spend 70, 80, 90, 100 years, and even a little bit more than that, here on this earth. But we'll spend billions, trillions of years in eternity. This is only the appetizer, the, the preschool. This isn't the big show. This is the opening act we are in right now. The problem is that many Christians act like all there is to life is going on right now. No, this is just the preparation for the big event where we are going to spend all eternity in the very presence of the Almighty God. As Peter tells us in Second, in First Peter chapter two and verse eleven, he says, "Dear brothers and sisters, you are only visitors here. Since your real home is in heaven, I beg you to keep away from the evil pleasures of this world. They are not for you, for they fight against your very soul. So don't act as if everything that matters is what." you're experiencing here and now. The material things that we own are only temporary, and yet we spend or will spend all of our lives acquiring, accumulating, and getting more and more stuff. Someone said they've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul to the cemetery. We came to this world naked and we are going to go out naked. We can't take anything with us. So one day we'll have to leave everything that we have spent our time accumulating behind. Getting things is not the goal of life. Getting prepared for heaven is. We are going to be in eternity forever, so we should live now in the light of eternity. King David knew there was, co was coming a day when he would fight his last battle, defeat his last enemy, bear his last burden, 
suffer his last sorrow and face his last obstacle. And when that day comes, he wanted to dwell forever in the house of the Lord. He knew that there would come a time when his eyes would close in death, when his lungs would breathe no more, when his heart would no longer beat. And then the Lord, his shepherd, would take him to dwell with him in heaven forever and ever. Yes, the day will come when either the trumpet will sound announcing the coming of our Lord or our eyes will close in death and we will enter the house of the Lord not made with human hands. It behooves us then to prepare for that great and glorious moment when there will be no more burdens to bear, no more problems to solve, no more battles to fight, no more pain to suffer, no more tears to shed, no more sorrows to endure, no more parting of loved ones, no more weariness or exhaustion, no more broken promises, no more police brutality, no more drugs and alcohol, no more lonely nights and miserable days, no more sickness or disease. And for those of us who are getting older, no more arthritic knees and hands, no more backaches, no more failing eyesight, no more hearing problems, no more shortness of breath, no more tired feet and no more sore muscles. Because in the house of the Lord, there will be no need for wheelchairs or crutches or dentures or hearing aids or eyeglasses or any of the aids and helps that we so often need here on earth as we get older. We will be in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. And somebody needs to say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.